Welcome to another edition of the DS Walk Show. I'm your host, DS Walk. How you guys been? I know I've been well. Sorry, you know, it's been about three or four days since last time I talked to you guys. I had to take care of some business, but, you know, everything's all good. I was able to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday with my family. We enjoyed. We had some good food, some nachos, some pizza. Basically, you know, we all ate so much, we think we all got fat on Sunday. But, you know, we trying to lose that weight. <laughs> but um, today's show, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the unexpected firing of Steve Mills and the New York Knicks and the untimely stepping down of Michigan State head coach, Mark, Mike D'Antonio, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, Mark D'Antonio. I'm sorry. Mike, Mark. Uh, I, I, you know, and I ain't the first one who made that mistake, but I won't be the last. But let's get to the National Football League and what we seen on Sunday. And what we seen on Sunday is that dreadful, dreadful, dirty side of Kyle Shanahan rise again. Because you would think the first time he would learn this lesson, and apparently he didn't. Apparently, everybody else knew that if you got a 20 to 10 lead and you got the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes, maybe you just might want to run the ball, run some of that clock, keep that offense on the sideline. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, you have Tyreek Hill already. Say like, yo, man, this game is over. You know, we're not coming back. But Kyle Shanahan that we all knew of, he had other plans. He decided to stick to what he knows best, throwing the football and trying to make his quarterback look like a, a superstar instead of doing what got you there. Now, he did this once before in Atlanta when the Atlanta Falcons had the New England Patriots down 28-3, 28-6, and game in control. Instead of running the football, what got you there when you were the Falcons, running the football, killing that clock, keep New England's offense on the sideline, don't let them breathe again. And what did he do? He wanted to continue to throw the ball. And the exact same thing happened again. Now, as the head coach of the 49ers, instead of running that football, he decided to pass the football and get the Kansas City Chiefs some life and was able to get Pat Mahomes back on the field. And he throw that third and 15 for 44 yards to Tyreek Hill wide open. Instead of doing the right thing and stick to your bread and butter that got you there. Now, he came out and said, you know, he's afraid that Kansas City offense. That's why he, he threw the ball. Yeah, so I'm quite sure three other teams in the NFL is scared of Kansas City Chiefs offense. But you had them on the ropes. You had them down. You had them beaten. And to quote the late Dennis Green, you let them off the hook. 
The Kansas City Chiefs was not playing well at all. The best quarter they had was the last quarter. The first three quarters, you had these this team beaten. They didn't think they was going to win the game. They didn't think they was going to come back and win the game. Pat Mahomes thought they was going to come back and win the game. Andy Reid thought they would come back and win the game. Everybody else didn't believe that. I'm quite sure half of the miracle who watched the game probably didn't believe that. I didn't believe that. Because the way the defense was playing, the the way that Pat, Patrick Mahomes was playing, I mean, he, look, let's be honest. I mean, look, I, I'm a Pat Mahomes fan. I like Pat Mahomes. I think he's one of the best, the best quarterback in football. But let's keep it real. He had a bad game. I felt that my stepson had a better football game than he did. But what Kyle Shannon do? Hey, I'm going to throw the ball. I'm going to go three and out. I'm going to give him some extra possessions. I'm giving him some life. And uh, let's see what happens. And what happens is that they lost. Now, you got to give a lot of credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. Once they took the field again, they went up-tempo, no huddle. Keep that defense on the, on the field, limit the substitution, get them gaps, and we're good. And that's what happened. Andy Reid came up with a good game plan. Every enemy came up with a good game plan. Patrick Mahomes, who I, who I call him, who everybody else call him, thanks to Trey Wingo, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes um, played his best his best quarter of the season it was the fourth quarter, and I say that because he led that team back from the dead and won the game, a game that they should have lost, a game that I'm quite sure every 49er fan should would know. Kansas City should have lost that game, but you know. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I guess if you're a Niners fan, you gotta wait till the next season. More of this terrible loss. Question your coach's decision. If you're the Chiefs fan, I know y'all been partying since Sunday. And for the stuff that I'm hearing, drinking champagne and beer out of the Super Bowl truck, I don't know how you do it. How you do that? <laughs> you had the uh, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, kiss the trophy. I mean, the, hey, look, I kind of think the Super Bowl trophy gonna be violated in more ways than we possibly think of. So, and Casey, hey, enjoy. You guys deserve it because it's been over fifty years since last time y'all won a Super Bowl. So, well-deserved for Kansas City and their fans. That's a great fan base. They're going to be partying all night, all day, all up to next season. And speaking of next season, the Kansas City Chiefs are favorite to win the Super Bowl next season. Pat Mahomes favorite to be uh, NFL MVP next season. We might be seeing... A dynasty in the making. You might see a dynasty right now that might replace the New England Patriots dynasty. Because this team is pretty young. This team right here is pretty young. 
Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Hardiman, Robinson, Williams. Hey, look, we gotta get uh, we gotta get Williams a lot of credit. That young man came to play. He had over was a hundred and twenty nine yards total offense. 104 yards on the ground, excuse me, 133 yards, 104 yards on the ground, 29 yards receiving, two touchdowns. He also, he kept Kansas City in the game as well. And, and look, if Patrick Mahomes was going to MVP, he was runner-up. You can make a case where they could win either, either way because he came a ball. Even when Kansas City was struggling the first three quarters, he kept them in the game. He kept them irrespectable. So we got to get a lot of credit wins. We cannot overlook that. So now, if you're a Chiefs fan, if you're a football fan, period, and I just said, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs might be the next dynasty since the New England Patriots, how could they sustain this run? I mean, the, the, the core of this team is young. I mean, your defense is not great, but it was good enough for you to win the Super Bowl. How can they sustain this run? What pieces do they need to add or pieces on that team to get better sustain this run that I think that they can go on? I mean, look, we can see the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the next three Super Bowls. You got an elite quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, who I think is the elite of all the elites right now, at the age of twenty-four. I don't I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs coming down from the mountain. I just don't see it. Now, do I think they can win three straight? Yes, I can. Do I think they will? I don't know. It all depends. On the competition, who they go playing against? I mean, are we going to see the 49ers? They're not going to go away. Even though the 49ers lost uh, this Super Bowl, they won't go away. Seattle might rise up to the occasion. And we, we can't forget the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You know, you got some point, we're gonna think they're going to make a run. They're going to get to the Super Bowl eventually again. We can say the Philadelphia Eagles might get their game. We don't know. I give you a Dark Horse team. You might even say that Dallas Cowboys might get there. But it's going to be interesting to see. Because it, it's going to be a lot of teams that's going to come after Kansas City. It's going to be a lot of teams that are going to try to knock Kansas City off that mountain. Even their own conference. The Baltimore Ravens are not going nowhere. They don't come from Kansas City. Houston, Texas, they're not going nowhere. But we can say that Kansas City is a step above or maybe more better than those teams. But it's going to be interesting to see how Kansas City continues this momentum into next season and the season after. Because like I said, this is a team ahead above is better than any other team in the NFL right now. I mean, look, they, they're the first team in NFL history to come back down 10 points, three straight, three straight playoff games and one. 
So for them, being down 24 nothing to under Houston, Texas didn't matter. Being down 10 nothing to the um, Tennessee Titans didn't mean then. Being down 10 to, 20 to 10 to the uh, San Francisco 49ers did not mean a thing to this team. They, they always find a way to turn it on where they need to in the fourth quarter and win the game. I mean, how ironic we can sit here and say that Travis Kelsey didn't have his best game or Tyreek Hill didn't have his best game. But that, and Patrick Mahomes didn't have his best game, and they still came back and win. Whoever thought that I'll sit here, that anyone sit here and say that defense showed up in the postseason and kept the team in, the, in a lot of games this postseason. I mean, whoever thought that? Whoever thought that a team that got the 26th ranked rushing defense who basically would catch a bye because teams stopped running the ball because they showed up. Well, in the Niners case, Kyle Shanahan showed up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to say it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But but anyhow, this is going to be, I feel, this is going to be one of the most interesting seasons coming up. Because I, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, this this dynasty that that might be right in front of us. This can be one of the best dynasties in a long time. And that's not a knock to the Patriots dynasty because they went to the Super Bowl nine times and won six. But we can see another team other than the New England Patriots that could possibly win three or four in a row. Just based on the young talent they have. Just based on the core guys that are still in their, not even their prime years yet. So this is going to be very interesting. I, but I know one thing, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And I'm also excited for the simple fact that Andy Reid finally got his Super Bowl win. Listen, we all know Andy Reid is probably one of the best coaches in football. He has 222 wins. And we already know he's one of the best excellence of old coaches in the NFL. We already know he's one of the great men in football. So for him to finally get that Super Bowl win, get that Super Bowl championship, it just solidifies him as one of the greatest coaches to coach, to ever coach in the NFL. Now just imagine if you get two or three more. We can sit here and say that Andy Reid is probably going to be on the same level as the Bill Belichick or or Bill Walsh because he's that he's that good. I mean, he got a lot of flaws, but come on, y'all, come on now, give his credit his due. When it comes up to come over the game plan and dissecting and taking advantage of a defense. This man is, is one of the best in the NFL. You can sit here and say he's probably the Bill Belichick of offense. He will find a way. He will find a way to win. And in prime example, Super Bowl Sunday. Team down 20 to 10. That was looking good. 
And what they do? Go up tempo. Keep doing go two minute offense from here on out. Keep that defense on the field. That's wearing them down. Let's give them gas. And boom. They strike. And let's be honest here. They didn't kick field goals. They was getting touchdowns. Okay, they scored what 21 points. 21 to nothing. In the fourth quarter. It was getting touchdowns. We didn't see a field goal. That's amazing. That's amazing. But right now we're going to take a little break. I'm going to run down the scores going on around the league. At halftime in the NBA on TNT, you got the Milwaukee Bucks leading the New Orleans Pelicans 50. Uh, excuse me. You got the Pelicans leading the Milwaukee Bucks 61 to 58. I'm sorry about that. I almost gave you guys the wrong score on the wrong team winning. But now this New Orleans Pelicans leading the Milwaukee Bucks 61-58. And, and the Greek Freak is playing tonight, and he has a team high 16 points. Chris Mills right behind with 15. And for the Pels, you got Brandon In- Oh, excuse me. I should say all-star reserve Brandon Ingram has 16 points. And the franchise, Zion Williamson, has 10 points. Looking forward to the second half of this game. I mean, it's a three-point game. The Pelicans balling since Zion Williamson came back from his injury. So, interesting. Also, we got the Charlotte Hornets leading the, uh, right now leading the Houston Rockets 34-22. This game of the first quarter. Later on, at 8 o'clock, you'll see Portland against Denver at 9 o'clock, San Antonio against the Lakers. In college basketball, basketball action, Big Ten action right now. You got the Maryland leading Rutgers 47-43. You got Michigan leading Ohio State 47-46. Alabama leads Tennessee 53-52. Arkansas leading the 11th grade Auburn Tigers. 61-52, and just, well, it looks like a tie game between Duke and Boston College. Uh, I'm looking on my ticker, see if this game going to come up or not. You know, it's one of those things, the ticker is taking, taking his little time. I might have to speed this up. <laughs> Technology today, I tell you. Technology today. And here we go. We have. Boston College leading Duke 47-43. And you have Penn State leading Michigan State 31-28. And speaking of Michigan State, um, I just want to say best wishes to Coach Mark D'Antonio, who stepped down today as the head coach of Michigan State Spartans football team. Uh, he desires for more time with his family. Um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because he kind of – question on how, why would he do it today on February 4th, where you could have done this after the bowl game. And, you know, I know a lot of Spartan fans are not happy with the timing, but what's done is done. So, uh, thank you, uh, Coach D'Antonio. And, uh, probably one of the best coaches in Michigan State football history, and uh, best luck to you in retirement. Also, in NBA news, uh, the New York Knicks, 
uh, the gift that Keystone gave you. Don't quote me that. Um, quote some of my friends from the New York area. Uh, New York Knicks, I fired Steve Mills as president of basketball operation. Um, the Knicks are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Um, that's that's not nothing new. Uh, Steve Mills put together a horrendous team. We all knew that. A team that got more forwards than guards. Um, a team full of mix of veteran players and young players where they should have more young players than veteran players. Um, poorly constructed team, poorly constructed run by the front office. But uh, Scott Perry will take over Steve Mills' job on an interim basis. And rumor has it, rumor now, that the New York Knicks are looking at the Toronto Raptors president operation. operation um, Masur, um, he led the Toronto Raptors to the NBA uh, championship this past season. He's one of the best president junior managers in basketball. Every team that he has run, they have made the playoffs, a deep run in the playoffs. Um, Toronto Raptors and the Denver Nuggets. So we're going to see if he's interested in taking over the next job. If he is, uh, God bless you, sir, and good luck to you because running New York Knicks is a different type of animal. It takes a very type of person, special person, to run that organization. If you don't believe me, ask Knicks fans. They will tell you. Now back to Originally, I was talking about the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, before I go on and talk about the free agency, the NFL draft, I just want to also say this about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Great team. Um, like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for this team. And um, I just want to know where were the Super Bowl parties were held at. I mean, I see a lot of Chiefs fans down in uh, South Beach living it up. I'd be seeing some of them party down in Kansas City Live. I just want to know uh, where the party was at and who had the good, who had the best ribs. Who had the best ribs? You know, that's important to me. As a guy who likes football, who likes to eat food, especially good food, I just want to know. I just want to know. But now, you know, the 2019-2020 season over with, now we can get to, now we get to the offseason. Now we can get to the rumors. We can get to the mock drafts that we've seen out here. We can get to all of the drama that's going to be the NFL this offseason. And let's start with the Joe Burrows when he came out and said he wants to play for a winner and compete for a Super Bowl. And he wants to be the number one pick. So... Which one is it? Do you want to be the number one pick? Or do you want to play for a contender and compete for a Super Bowl? 
Because if you want to be number one pick and you want to compete for a Super Bowl and play for a winner, then you might not want to go to Cincinnati. You might want to start boycotting that one. Because the Cincinnati Bengals won't be contending no time soon if they draft you. Or excuse me, when they draft you. Yeah, won't be contending no time soon. You will be a proved team. That, that's a guarantee. But uh, you won't be competing for a Super Bowl. You won't be on a winning team. And as the history of the Cincinnati Bengals goes, you won't be with or part of a winning organization because somehow their front office will find a way to screw things up. If you don't believe me, see the Detroit Lions. Trust me. Or if you want a better point of view, just ask A.J. Green, who has been there and who has been through it all. Or if you want better confirmation, just go to Bingo Fans. Our second one. Tua Tag of Loyal. I know I just jacked up his last name. And his people came on and said a few things. One, they desire him to be a backup quarterback as he recovers. Two, in so many words, saying they don't want him being drafted by Detroit Lions. And three, that their preferred destination is the Miami Dolphins. Now, now we take this in three or four or five different ways. Number one, um, I don't blame him saying he doesn't want to be drafted by Detroit Lions. Because, number one, Matthew Stafford's there. Number two, do you really trust that organization of put a field of a winner? And number three, nobody wants to play in Detroit. And I'm from Detroit. And I love my Lions. I love everything about the city of Detroit. But let's be honest, nobody wants to play there because they have never and every superstar athlete that Detroit Lions ever had, two of the greatest, in fact, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, both retired because they felt that, and they already knew what we knew. They're not going anywhere. And when you're stuck there, it's like purgatory. You're not going to win. And they don't treat you well. So there's really no way out. So the best way out is to retire early. Get away from the purgatory. And that's what they did. And that's why Tua does want to go to Detroit. So to all the Lions fans out there who who I follow on Facebook, God help me. That's so sad. So sad. Who thinks, who keeps saying the Lions should drive Tua. He's not coming. He ain't coming. Stop it. Just stop. He wants to go to Miami. That's his preferred destination. I mean, can you blame him? Playing South Beach. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Playing in Miami Gardens. Living in South Beach. 
that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Now, Miami is no better than Detroit as far as when it comes to performance on the field because they're just as worse. But you kind of see what they're doing over there in Miami, and you got to kind of figure that they do have a game plan, and they kind of they kind of have a, a decent, good head coach over there in Brian Flores. So we're going to see. And we already know that, one, the Dolphins' owner wants a new quarterback. He wants a young quarterback. But the thing is, does he want Tua? Because we already know, if you don't know, that he is infatuated with Joe Burrow. And he is trying to do anything he can, allegedly, to get Joe Burrow. But if he can't get Joe Burrow, you got to think that they will try to do everything they can to move up in the draft and get Tua. And from the Lions, I am listening. I will not mind dropping back from three to five if I can still get the guy that I am stuck. I'm sorry. If you're a Lions fan or if you're Detroit Lions, if Miami Dolphins start calling you to move up, listen. Because if you can still get the guy that you've been covering, if you can still get the guy that you want and you get him at five instead of at three, do the deal. And you can pick up extra draft picks along the way that you probably can cover up some holes on your team. Make the deal. I'm just saying, listen to the Dolphins. If the Dolphins that crazy enough to give up some draft, some of their draft capital to move up, where they probably get two out of five, listen. Listen, I would. I'll take those extra picks. I'll take that. And another thing we also got to think about is Tua goal is be throwing in April. Or I think it's the April or by the combine is one of those two. He wants to be throwing to show in for teams that he's healthy, that, you know, He's good. he'll probably be good to go. Uh, I know that's that's another thing because right now he's not medically cleared not for any contact or any throwing. But the thing that we have to understand, I think any team who's evaluating Tua is that he is a good quarterback, but you got to be worried about that hip injury. You got to be worried about the surgery. It's the same type of injury that Bo Jackson had. Tua got that twitch that that's part of his game where that that's what that that makes him a good quarterback. And without that twitch, what do you have? You probably guys got another ordinary quarterback. Well, that's why it's important. That's why it's important for him. That's why he's training, rehabbing, conditioning, doing what he gotta do to get back to be throwing the football here pretty soon. So he can show teams that, hey, he still has it, that he'll be good to go. He might have to sit out this season, 
but the but for him, it's it's about the money is different for being a top three pick and a top five pick, or being selected in the top ten. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's six through ten. The money is different. So he's doing whatever he can to show everyone and to solidify that yo, I'm the I'm neither the best quarterback in this draft, or I'm the second best in this draft quarterback in this draft, and I should be drafted high. Because he get drafted low, he loses money, and nobody doesn't like losing out on money. I know I don't like who's not on money. So this is gonna be a, is a be a big three four weeks for Tua, cause the combine is coming up, and then it's, then a pro day gonna be coming up, and he has to go out here and demonstrate. Now we don't know when he'll be cleared, but you gotta hope that he'll be cleared soon. Because he got a lot of money on the line on this. And, and like anybody else, nobody want to lose no money. I was going around the NFL news while we were enjoying the Super Bowl, while we were enjoying Super Bowl week. I knew I was, Radio Row, seeing all the press conference, all the interviews. The, the Raiders made it official that they are now the Las Vegas Raiders. And a new era is going down in Raiders. And more power to them. Congratulations, I presume. You know, moving from Oakland to Vegas. And and the one thing that we know for a fact that they don't have to worry about is Raider Nation is going to travel. The Black Hole is going to travel. Um... You feel for the people, the fans in Oakland who lost out, lost their team again. Um, it's a shame that you know money has to be involved, stadium has to be involved. I get it, I understand, but this is a business. So, uh, congratulations to Vegas. Uh, your fo- <laughs> you got the Raiders officially now, and they will be playing in their new. Stadium, Dome Stadium, here in upcoming season, but before they play in the stadium, um, this Vegas will be hosting this year's 2020 uh, NFL Draft, and where if you're there or if you're going to Vegas around that time, you'll get up close personal tour and look at the new uh, Dome Stadium down in Vegas. Um, I know everybody's side looking forward to it. Uh, my best friend who is down, who is in Michigan, but who is trying to make his way down to Vegas, uh, not only just for the drive, but trying to get to a Raiders game. And, and you know what? I'm not a Raiders fan, but I think I'm about to join him on that trip because, one, it, it's Vegas. That's one thing. And, uh, two, um, you know, I'm just a football fan. So, I almost go to any football game. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, So, Raider Nation, good luck to you guys.
And just give you guys a little a quick score update here with 34 seconds left. The Ohio State Buckeyes lead the Michigan Wolverines 59-58 with 34 seconds left in the second half. Uh, close game, one-point game. Um, this one is truly going down to the wire. Um, uh, Wesson leads Ohio State with 23 points. And Xavier Simpson leads Michigan with 15 points. Uh, both teams are... Struggling in their conference, but um, but they are on schedule as of right now. If the season ended, they'll be in the uh, NCAA tournament. So, but if you ask both head coaches, uh, they need this win, not just for a tournament purpose, but for confidence purpose for that for their teams because both teams have been on a really pretty bad slide since Big Ten play started. Uh, both teams are four and six in big play. Uh, Big Ten play, so uh, it's not not been a good Big Ten conference season for the Buckeyes and the Wolverines, but it's 59-58, so timeout Ohio State with 24 seconds left, so um, we're going to see once how this ends. Uh, if you're a fan of both teams, I'll keep you updated on this one. Before uh, before that game comes back on, I just want to touch on something here um, about the NBA and how they just change the three point contest and finally and finally you got the deep three point shot that we all been craving for. You know you know the deep point shots I'm talking about those deep threes that Seth Curry takes all the time. Kevin Durant takes, Damian Lillard, I take one from the logo. Well, you know what? Now it's part of the three-point contest. We finally, finally got our wish a little bit for the three-point and a deep shot. Um, I would like to see him add the four-point shot in regular season play. That would be great. But, uh. But you know we get three deep three shots, so it'll be worth three points instead of four. Boo! I mean, I feel like hey, look, if I'm shooting from the logo or if I'm shooting close to half court, man, come on, man, you gotta give that to me. You gotta give me four points for that. But yeah, it's gonna be worth three points. So. It's going to be interesting to see how many of those guys are going to take those shots. I can tell you right now, Dane Lillard, he's going to take at least four of those shots. At least four. Maybe five or six. But he's going to take a lot of those shots. And back to the game, uh, Ohio State is pulling away. Um, now they lead Michigan 61-58. They're at the free throw line, and basically they're putting this game away at the free throw line. Uh, if you watch the game or you haven't, uh, this has probably been one of the most brick-laying, air-balling, one of the worst shooting games you're probably going to see in college basketball this season. Neither team couldn't hit a shot. I mean, just by me watching some of the highlights and watching some of the game earlier, it had me about seven eight air balls, and that was just in the second half. Um, 
neither team is not has is not playing well at all. So to see the score is sixty to fifty eight, and both teams scoring over thirty points in the second half, uh, it kind of amazes me because I kind of thought you know this is gonna be one of those forty five forty type ball games, but um, but uh, it's not. But Ohio State now leading Michigan sixty one to fifty eight with seventeen seconds left in the ball game. Um, Looks like Ohio State going to take this win. And another close game, Tennessee leads Alabama 63-61. to And Arkansas leads Auburn 68-66. So a lot of the teams, uh, excuse me, one more, uh, Maryland leads Rutgers 52-51. So it's just a lot of close games tonight. Uh, a lot of teams who were, who are ranked, struggling today. Struggling to put a lot of teams away. So, Close game all the way around and close finishes on the way. So um, we're going to stay close to that game. Once the final happen, I will let you guys know who won. Uh, now back to the association here. So now you got the Minnesota Timberwolves who are trying to pull up a three-team deal where they will land – D'Angelo Russell, and I think it was that Clint Capella would end up in Atlanta, and Robert Covington would go to Houston. This is all that uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are going all in, trying to get D'Angelo Russell by any means necessary. They wanted him in the offseason, but they couldn't sign him. So now they're doing whatever it takes, wherever they can, to sign <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell is okay. But being traded, you know, and his response is the business, I understand. But if I'm Deandre Russell, or if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'll, I'll just pump the brakes on that right now. Because I want to see how Deandre Russell play with Seth Curry. And if they play well together, and they finish strong in this season, then you come back next season where you have Curry, Russell, Thompson, Green, your first-round pick, um, some of the young guys, Am Amari Spellman, and some of the young guys who played pretty well this season who have stepped up their game. We might, might be seeing something special again with the Golden State Warriors. So I won't be that much of a hurry trying to trade Andrew Russell. I want to see how he plays or with uh, Curry first. If they gel, I'm keeping them. If they don't gel, then hey, you know, flip them for a first round pick. Or two. So, let's just see what happens first. And then you got Derrick Rose on the trading block for Detroit Pistons, along with Andre Drummond, who the Pistons are desperately trying to move, not because they don't not because they don't want them, because they're trying to get underneath that luxury tax. They, they try. They want to rebuild. That's one. That's keep it real out there. They want to rebuild. So, by trading two key pieces, along with they and trade talk with the Phoenix Suns for Luke Kennard, where they'll get a first round pick back in return. Um, 
we're gonna see. Um, you know, both guys, Derrick Rose and Drummond, have expressed on different occasions that they want to remain in Detroit. They want to stay here. They want to see it out. Um, they both want to be here in the following season. Their road case, um, he wants to wants a bigger role in Detroit because he likes it. And in Drummond case, you know, hey, this is the only franchise he knows, and he loves here, and he loves the fans here, and he wants to bring a winner here. So we're going to see uh, what the Pistons do. Um, I'll be, I'll it'll be done for me to say that. If the Pistons don't flip them and get some draft, get some first round picks with them, um, yeah, I think they need to do that. It, it it's not because you no know, nobody don't like Drummond or Rose in Detroit. They actually they love them. It's the fact that you know this you can't continue to put a t- that team out there and think that team is gonna win because they're not. That team is cap-struck, okay? Um, when you trade for Blake Griffin, you kill any possibility of improving your team through free agency. And now Drummond wants to be a max player. And I'm not saying the Pistons would max him out because they will. They would. But... Sometimes you just got to look at, like, do I want to have two max players on this team? I mean, are you paying Blake Griffin and Max Dill now? You're going to play pay another guy who deserves it, but you'll be cap-struck. You couldn't, can't be able to make any improvements. So, since you can't trade Blake because he's injury-prone, so Drummond is the next best one to go. And I hate to say that. I hate to think that, but it's true. And it's not just Andre Drummond out here. You got the Philadelphia 76ers um, want to trade Al, Al Horford or Tobias Harris. Oh, and the final score, um, the, the Ohio State Buckeyes beat the Michigan 61-58. Um, the Buckeyes improved to fifteen and seven, five or six in the Big Ten, and the Michigan Wolverines fall to thirteen and nine, thirteen and nine, and four and seven in Big Ten play. Um, turned out to be a good game after all. But um, back to what I was saying, um, you know, like I said, you got Al Horford uh, might get traded, Tobias Harris. Might get traded. Um, Andrew Wiggins might get traded. Clint Capella, Stephen Adams. So there's a lot of guys in the association who were once upon a time who had a reasonable contract. And you got a lot of guys here who hasn't probably lived up to their lived up to the hype. But then you got guys who out here who live too high. They all might get moved. Hey, look, Andrew Wiggins should have been moved two, two seasons ago. Steven Adams should have been moved last season when Thunder decided to trade uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George. So this is, to me, this is overdue. Chris Paul might get traded. So it's going to be a lot of movement for the NBA deadline, which is 
this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I can't wait because I will be live. Um, actually, I'll be live early because I'm follow every move that goes down and everything that happens. You guys going to know about it. So, the trade deadline is Thursday. They expect to be some movement. I expect to be some movement. And we're going to see if those players that that's been rumored to be moved, that's if they get moved. I also got to say uh, Kyle Kuzma. He's on the block. So, and it's gonna, we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, from a fan standpoint, you know, I wouldn't want my favorite team to trade a key piece. But at the same time, though, if it's going to make my team better in the future, and I'm all for it. If you're a Laker fan, it's about getting some more key pieces, key pieces on that team so you win a championship. If you if if this for the Minnesota Timberwolves is about putting Russell and Towns together, because that'd be your future. And for the Golden State Warriors, it's about getting two first round picks this year. And if Houston is about finally get a three and D guy and get under the luxury tax, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen. We're going to see what's going to happen. I'm very excited. If y'all can see me right now, I'm smiling. I'm smiling right now. Because I, I like stuff like this. I like when movement in the, both leagues. I like when players get traded. Uh, because it's, it's like, man, you know, you was not a good fit for that team right now. So let's go somewhere else. I love this time of year. It's exciting. It's compelling. It's drama. It's, it's everything that uh, it's everything it should be. I just, to me personally, I don't think enough trades go down in all the, in none of these sports. Baseball, none of the trades. I don't think baseball believe in trades anymore. It's bad enough that they bury free agency is just dead. I don't think there's a free agency, but enough trades don't happen. Hockey, enough trades. Not enough trades. NBA, definitely don't have enough trades. And the NFL, well, I don't think the NFL has a trading deadline because nobody usually don't get traded in the NFL. Now, this past season, when you got Jalen Ramsey, you know, some other guys who demand to get traded, yo, I'm out, trade me now. Or I'll be disrupting your locker room. Yeah, that went down because I don't demand to. But just a franchise to say, you know, I need to trade this guy so I get this piece and my team be better? No. No, it don't happen in the NFL. The only thing that happens good also in the NFL is free agency and when guys decide to get crazy and stupid and drive drunk or I'm going to do something even more ignorant, do domestic, domestic violence, then yeah, that that's the story. And speaking of that, uh, I hope you guys chill out this uh, offseason. I don't want to hear no stories about y'all beating up on y'all wives or y'all girlfriends. Or allegedly doing that. I don't want to hear about you guys smoking weed and getting pulled over. I don't want to hear about how if I get a franchise tag, I'm not going to show up to here and there. I don't want to see that this year. Can we 
just get an off season where there's not a lot of issues going on, fellas. Please, please. I know you guys are gladiators. I know you guys are all beefed up. Y'all, y'all hold all that anger in because you can't, you can't, you can't hit nobody in the off season, or you mad because you didn't meet that criteria, get that bonus, you didn't get that incentive. I get it. I understand. But please, can we have an off-season where none of you guys not getting in trouble? Can we get an off-season where you guys actually do some good in the community? Or even better, if y'all get in trouble, just own it. Don't come up with some excuse. I'm just saying, man. Can we get that? Can we get that? All right, y'all, for the sound off here. Thank you for listening to the DS Walk Show. And before I sign off, I just I just want to say, let's be great. Let's be positive. Let's treat treat each other nice. And do something special. Everybody, y'all have a good night. I'm out. Peace. Hi, this is DS Walk Show. I'm your host, DS Walk. Now, before I signed off, I said that was it. I'm done for the day. Well, I fooled you guys. I will be done, but breaking news happened in Major League Baseball. Um, Mookie Betts and David Price were both traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, for some draft picks and the players. So, we don't know the full detail of the trade, but I had to come back on to let all my baseball fans know that that Mookie Betts and David Price are now going to be Los Angeles Dodgers. And the return back for the Red Sox, we don't know yet. We wouldn't know here in a few few minutes or, or an hour. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, I will cover that tomorrow once I get full of details of the trade. But the Red Sox are now under the luxury tax. And not only that, but um, this is a sign of they are moving forward, going towards a little bit of a rebuild or retool. Um, this is something that been rumored for a while that Mookie Betts was going to get traded. Uh, they want to get underneath the David Price contract. And the Dodgers won the sweet state. So this is big news. If you're a Dodgers fan, you can sit here and say now you can solidify yourself not only as World Series favorites, but you're going to have to get back there now to see, to say that, hey, um, we're the best team. We've been the best team for some years now. This might put us over the hump. We might get that World Series ring that's been eluding us for the last three or four years. So, the Dodgers now welcome Betts and David Price into the family. Uh, if you're a Red Sox fan, you hate to see Mookie Betts go, but you know that the Sox were not going to pay the money that he was going to want this coming off season because he is a free agent. He's going to command a lot of money. And now that you can focus on rebuilding your team, retooling, Getting better, getting back to being one of the top teams in the American League and competing the New York Yankees. And if you're the Dodgers, you're out west. It's about competing with the Nationals. 
It's about competing with the Braves. It's about competing with the Phillies. And it's about to solidify yourself the best team in the West. Not just in the regular season. But this is all about the postseason. So you, if you want to win the World Series, you got to think. It's got to go through the Washington Nationals to get there. So it's going to be interesting. So both teams, you know, one team's going up, going all in. And another team is, I'm not going to necessarily say the Boston Red Sox are going down. Because they still have a good team. But um, you can sit here and say that they're kind of retooling. And they're looking forward towards the future. So, again, Mookie Betts heading to the Dodgers. David Price heading to the Dodgers. And for the Red Sox return, we don't know yet. So stay tuned. I will get back with you guys. Get back with y'all tomorrow on this. And uh, enjoy your Tuesday. Peace. I'm out.